The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Stefan Diggs for the win or for the loss. I don't know what side you came out on on that one, but uh, Stefan Diggs with a terrific performance. Josh Allen as well. And we welcome you to Fantasy Football today on Tuesday morning. It is week 17, and we'll give you the waiver wire options, which include guys like Sam Darnold, Alex Smith, Cam Sims. Hmm, who else? Jimmy Graham is on the waiver wire list. Is he? Malcolm Brown? Is Jimmy Graham? Well, yeah, I was going for the crappy ones. But yes, then oh. it gets oh, better. I'm sorry. I didn't know Malcolm Brown was an elite <laughs> fantasy player. He's a starting running back. But yeah. Um, what's up, Dave? Hey. I understand you and Jamie had, uh, had a, <laughs> a matchup la- decided last night. We did. We did. Uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but. Jamie beat me in our FFT league. I went into the night with like a 40 point lead and I, I, I was so lucky all weekend because I didn't play Camara. I didn't play Brady or Mike Evans. Uh, I went up against Derek Henry in a couple of leagues and he didn't do so well. So I'm thinking it's meant to be, I got, I got it in the bag and I've got a 40 point lead. Diggs is going to have to have the game of his life in order for me to lose and, and I had Cole Beasley, too. So I was like, even if he has the game of his life, I still have Cole Beasley. I should be okay. And, uh, yeah, Stefan Diggs laid waste to my 11-3 and three fantasy squad in a little more than two quarters of play. And uh, what the hell, man? You know, so now, like, I'm thinking, could I have done something differently? Was there someone I should have started? And I remember thinking on Saturday uh, about starting Jeff Wilson ahead of Chris Carson. And, uh Mm. I, I I thought, well, what would I do if this were week five? Would I actually make this decision? No, I'd go with Carson. And so before I could even think twice on it and get too cute, I cut Jeff Wilson from my team. For Marquise so, Goodwin, right? No, I already had Goodwin on oh, my roster. Okay. I actually had an illegal roster, so I needed to make it legal oh. before Jamie noticed. So I, I cut Jeff <laughs> Wilson, and I was like, good, there. Now I can't go back. Decisions made for me. And then I was also debating Baker versus Russell Wilson, but Baker had his receivers get sick, so I I had to start Russell Wilson. If I had done Jeff Wilson, if I had started Jeff Wilson over Chris Carson, I think I would have won. I think I would have pulled out and survived the digs onslaught, but I didn't do it, and it's okay. I still won a couple other leagues. Good for you. Props to Jamie. I, I, I texted Jamie last night. I said, Woo! if I'm going to lose to anybody, I'm glad it's to him. 
So Jamie, you I'm get the happy for Jamie music. that he won the league. And uh, look, it's fantasy's all about having fun, right? That's why we do this. I think playing fantasy and having fun doing it in 2020 is a win for everybody. Just the way that this year has gone. So that's the way I'm looking at it. I will angrily accept my second place. But now I can't wait to draft Stefan Diggs next year. Okay, now Jamie gets the victory. Congratulations, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Stefan Diggs comes through for you. Good stuff. Man. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, to be honest, um, I was walking into the, to our studios yesterday with, with Heath Cummings and I needed 16 points from Stefan Diggs to beat him in the league. And I, and he said, Oh, how, how did week 16 go for you? And I said, Oh, uh, I won this one. I lost this one. And I thought I lost to Dave. I, I was totally, uh, uh, conceding at that point <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah dave 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 beat me in fft uh i made some some poor choices i took some chances on cole Komet and daryl moon darnell mooney for example um but uh yeah stefan Diggs came through i also had the bills the bills dst and and uh he had busy so those kind of negated each other it was it was obviously Diggs that that was a big part of it but i didn't think i had a chance until i tweeted Hey, I just won. Thanks to Fon Diggs. I appreciate the the last catch. And Dave goes, you might win another. And I went and checked and it was a two point <laughs> difference at that point. I was like, oh my God, I may pull this one off. So yeah. uh, it was tough. Dave had the best team all season. So congratulations to a great year for you. Uh, but I appreciate the Fon Diggs coming through in the clutch and uh, securing that victory. Yeah. And really, nothing we can do about it. it, it nothing really, we can do. I know I'm not the only one that got dug up by Diggs. The only the person you should be blaming is JC Jackson because as soon as he oh, talked trash to Stefan Diggs after an incompletion in the end zone, Stefan Diggs just went crazy <laughs> and beat him on two touchdowns, ended up with three touchdowns. That third touchdown was amazing. What a throw and catch. The second uh, touchdown was amazing too. I mean, the fact that he pinballed off the defenders. And yeah, got yeah, but the throw, I mean, the throw on the third one, the, th- the throw on the third one was like, wow, you're really watching two of the best players at their positions. We think we know, I think we know yeah, that. We had, uh, we had a fun debate. I, I know we'll, we'll eventually get into this here, but uh, we're revealing our top 12 at each position on HQ. And uh, I was the only one that had Josh Allen number two of the, of the three of us on the show yesterday with Heath and with Chris Towers. Uh, Chris, I believe has Kyler Murray number two and Heath has uh, Deshaun Watson and I'm torn on Watson and Allen. Uh, I, at least I was going into last night and after watching Allen again, it's like, I, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray has 400 more yards, rushing yards than him. So right. that's going to weigh on people a little bit, but it's very clear right now that Josh Allen is a better player than Kyler Murray, which is no slight on Kyler Murray, but Josh Allen is, is cause uh, welcome to the elite club. He is amazing. Yeah, any other year, he's the MVP. Yeah, it's quite possible. All right, email of the day, number one, comes from Rob in San Diego, and it just says, thanks for all the great fantasy football advice. Love the show. Why is that email of the day, number one? It actually wasn't an email. It was a donation to St. Jude. Um, I don't know if it was like in, in FFT's name or whatever, but I got a note from St. Jude that said Rob yeah. made a donation. And uh, that was his note in it. So, Rob, thank you so much. And we encourage anyone, if you if you want to, if you won some money in fantasy football, go ahead and donate to any charity. St. Jude is always great, but always a good thing to do. The, tel- the telethon league that we do every year, which is a part of our fantasy football telethon, which is the league I beat Heath in. So we put up, um, you know, money for St. Jude. So 
you know, that's, that's what uh, my victory is, is I'm donating to St. Jude. All right. Good for you, man. Cool. Email of the day number two comes from Rob from a happy place in Southwest Michigan. Dave? Southwest Michigan? Happy place. Yeah. I, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's a happy place. Well, he won his league, so I think it's happy. So he's now. happy wherever he is. Yeah. Uh, I, East Lansing. Okay. Dear Dave, I love you all, but this one goes to Dave. Going into Monday Night Football, I was down 77 points with Diggs, Josh Allen, and the Bills DST, and I seal the comeback win. Was it the outstanding performance of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, or was it adding Marquise Goodwin to my roster? I'm forever listening to Dave's good luck charm. It was Goodwin. I uh, that That's like part of the fun of fantasy now, too, right? Is that people thinking that because they put Marquise Goodwin on their bench... They won their league. That's why they won. Um, <laughs> it is. It, yeah. Listen, it's it's fun. Hey, whatever it takes. Look, I had Goodwin on two of my benches, and I won those leagues, and I had him on a third, and I lost. It happens, but it's whatever it takes to make fantasy fun, and the kind of same the, the advice for life. Whatever it takes to make life fun, it's worth doing. So, if you had fun putting a good luck charm on your bench, that's awesome. All right, and uh, we'll have fun tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, our final Twitch stream of the year. We're going to talk a little Week 17 for you if you need it, but a lot of 2021 talk as well, which we'll have on today's show, this podcast, by the way. And watch CBS Sports HQ, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. If you missed the noon Eastern show, you can watch it on demand on the CBS Sports app on your OTT device. Go to the CBS Sports app on your smart TV. Scroll down until you see the FFT familiar faces. And by the way, we have a lot of 2021 rankings reveals on HQ this week. All right, let's talk waiver wire here. Jamie, who are our top waiver wire priorities for week 17? Uh, you know, this is, is interesting. We kind of, um, at least my approach is, uh, you know, breaking the, the 65% barrier um, a little bit just because there are some players who are potentially dropped. So clearly if Jeff Wilson's still available, go pick him up. He's at 66%. But Malcolm Brown would be probably the the other guy to look for, just given Daryl Henderson's injury. Cam Akers could return, according to some reports, but I would anticipate him probably not playing with the hope of having him healthy for the playoffs if they get there, uh, unless he is ready to go, obviously. But, you know, why would they potentially rush him back? Uh, You can look at Daryl Williams if he could be the lead running back for the Chiefs, even though he probably won't play very much. A.J. Dillon, obviously, based on what he showed you, if Jamal Williams is still out. And then Sterling Shepard would be my favorite wide receiver just because we see what he's, we know what he's done when Daniel Jones has been healthy. And this is a good enough matchup that you could trust him as a borderline starter this week, along with the crappy Cam Sims. Like you said, if Terry McLaurin's out, he had a nice share of targets with uh, hopefully Alex Smith coming back. Yeah. And the Eagles have been horrible their last couple of games right. with their depleted secondary, just awful against wide receivers. Um, so Cam Sims, Sterling Shepard, AJ Dillon, uh, we'll talk about his role later on this week, but he was obviously really impressive. He gets the bears. So you said Jeff Wilson, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Williams. It's hard to know. I don't even know who the starting running back right now is for the chiefs. You know, I mean, Daryl Williams might be, could be Darwin Thompson. Might be the guy they want to rest. <laughs> uh, right. I, I put Williams there just with the, the chance if they do play him, uh, you know, he, he would seem the most likely of the main chiefs guys to play because he's not a prominent Chiefs guy like Mahomes, Kelsey, or Tyreek Hill, and they might want to get him some run. But uh, he, he clearly could be, you know, a quarter and done, or he may not play at all. You know, the Chiefs are the only team that has nothing to play for. Dave, uh, how about you? Anyone you want to add to this list? I would add Gus Edwards to the list. And he's, I don't think he would be even close to the top of the list of running back, but we've seen some decent numbers from him. Seven seems to be his floor in non-PPR. 
And it's a good enough match. I don't buy into the Cleveland's run defense, or I'm sorry, Cincinnati's run defense at all. Um, Gus should be fine, and he's getting work. It sucks for J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I'm, I want Dobbins to take over, and it's just not happening. Part of it's because Gus has found this role. Uh, some receivers I like this week. Michael Gallup at 41% rostered. I think he could have another solid game. Zach Paschal, Pittman's on the, in the concussion protocol, and Pittman really has been playing well anyway. Paschal's had good games in consecutive weeks, and they're taking on Jacksonville. So I think that Paschal has a decent chance to be a number three receiver for your fantasy squad. And Austin Hooper is still out there. Irv Smith is still out there. So there are some other tight ends that I think could be useful. Well, Hooper, fantasy managers. does Hooper make you nervous, though, because the wide receivers... All these guys make me well, nervous. Well, the wide receivers should be back, though, right? And Pittsburgh gives up the fewest fantasy yeah, points. Yeah, I, I switched the order, which I gave it to you. I originally had Hooper first. I put him third behind Smith and Ertz. Yeah, Ertz. I mean, Goddard's banged up. So Zach right. Ertz getting a right. lot of targets with So Goddard there's a chance there. he could have a good week, too, sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's Sunday night game. That's Philadelphia and Washington. Washington wins. They are in the postseason. Um... Okay, we didn't. I don't think we mentioned any quarterbacks here. Who, you know, it's really hard to know how available Mitchell Trubisky is, right? He's something like thirty-eight percent rostered, but you know he's been used the last couple weeks. So you figure any team, any league that's playing into Week Seventeen, I don't know. I feel like Trubisky's probably not available in that many leagues, but he's he is technically available in more than sixty percent of leagues. So you got Trubisky, you got Dalton, um, Rivers. Rivers Rivers is 70% rostered, but certainly could be available because he played Pittsburgh last week. Maybe he was dropped. Yep. Um, Who's your favorite? Dalton. Uh, Rivers, based on the matchup of the guys who are available, uh, of the guys who might be available, Dalton would be second, Trubisky would be third. You know, Trubisky's going to probably get some garbage time opportunity. He's the last quarterback to do well against the Packers. Uh, Obviously, they've gotten a lot healthier since then, but I I agree with Dave. If if you're looking at the ones who are available in the number that we typically talk about, it's Dalton. But if Rivers is out there, I mean, taking on Jacksonville's, Obviously, a great scenario for him. And there is a there is a you know underlying story here. This could be his last NFL game if they lose. You know, we don't know if he's going to come back next year. Yeah, Rivers, not Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> Rivers, <laughs> although yeah, not <laughs> Trubisky. I mean, what a tough break for the Rams for the uh, Bears. By the way, with Jared Goff not playing this week, the Bears, you got to think they're going to lose to the Packers. They really need the Rams to win. So they get in the playoffs, but you know, that looks less likely now. Um, yeah, the playoff scenarios are so interesting because you know, a lot of people look at all the Packers have the number one seed. Well, they don't have it locked up yet. No, no, the Rams screwed the Bears twice. If the Rams had won last week, the Packers would have locked up the one seed. Yep, and the Rams, well, they didn't screw them twice yet, but I assuming Kyler Murray plays, I think the Cardinals are probably going to beat the Rams, but we'll see. Yeah, but the Bears get in over the Rams though. Oh, they do. Yeah, but they get him with a win. They get him with a win. Yeah. But I, I assume they're going to lose to the Packers. Yes. So with that in mind, they kind of need they need the Rams to beat the Cardinals. Um. All right. Well, we'll we won't wait that long to get to the rest of the waiver wire. But I guess my my big question would be with Dalton and Gallup being widely available. They just played the Eagles. You know, it, it's a great matchup right now with the state of the Eagles and especially after they lost Fletcher Cox, who's, I would say, their best defensive player. Um, he got he went out, and what did I say? It was like 31-7 to seven after that, something like that. Uh, so everything fell apart. Now they go to face the Giants, who haven't played... They have not played great on defense the last couple weeks. I think they have two sacks in their last three games. But well, you got to throw out two weeks ago, though. Because no Bradbury. Right. But still, they're not getting any pressure. I've noticed that. Yep. So... Um, 
yeah, that helps. But but yeah, I just want to know, like, are you worried about buying in too much to the Cowboys, given that they just face the Eagles? I don't. I don't think Dalton and Gallup should be considered starters if you have everybody at your disposal for your fantasy team. But again, we're talking about you know if you're going to be down Tyree Kill, for example, or you don't have Terry McLaurin once again, or you've been kind of chasing that number three wide receiver. I think that's where Gallup comes into play. Or if you're looking for a Mahomes replacement, or you you know don't trust your quarterback who's been playing. Like Dalton's not a number one quarterback for me by any stretch. I don't know if he is for you, Dave, but. Um, you know, I, I think you can you can certainly pivot to him if you've been stuck. He's been 21 or more points in four of six games since coming back from his concussion slash COVID-19 um, scenario. So, you know, he's, he's playing much better. The offensive line's playing better. But obviously this defense is, is not the same matchup that he had last week where he tore apart just uh, a terrible opponent. You know, the Giants have everything to play for here. If they win this game and Washington loses, they're the NFC East winner. Woo! Yeah. Six and ten, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. And a date I, with Brady in the first round. I, they almost beat them. You I, know that they can go from winning the division to potentially the three spot in the in the draft, depending on a lot of scenarios happening? No. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. That's wild. Okay, so... I mean, it's like every team that's currently in front of them in, in the draft has to lose. <laughs> but or, or has to win, excuse me. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so uh, I asked Chris and Ben, young Ben, yesterday. I'll ask you. Let's go. Who's making the playoffs in the AFC? You've got you've got ten and five. Five teams that are ten and five. Four of them are going to make it. So I guess who's going to miss the playoffs? Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, or the Colts? I mean, the teams you got to be the most concerned about are the uh, are the Dolphins and the Browns, just given their opponents this week. You know, the Bills. And the Steelers trying to lock up the two seed. Um, if they both play, which at this point I don't know why they wouldn't play, especially after what happened to the Patriots last year and the Chiefs, how that unfolded for them. Um, I would anticipate uh, the Browns missing the playoffs. Same. And they might even, even if they win, I think there's a chance that they miss the playoffs because Tennessee's not losing. They're going to make it, they're going to win the division. Baltimore isn't losing, so they're going to make a, pl- a playoff spot. They're going to get a wild card spot. And so it comes down to either Miami or Cleveland. I think there's a chance that they could both lose. And if that happens, then Miami's in. Yeah, but you said even if the Browns win. Oh, no, the Colts could potentially overtake I, them, right? No, I don't think so. because if they, if, No, sure they could, because if the Colts are 10-5 and five now, they win, and they play Jacksonville. My bad. So Colts are going to win. That puts them at eleven and five. If the Dolphins and Browns both lose, they're ten and six. Yeah, yeah, they're out. And then the Dolphins, Tennessee, the plays Dolphins Houston, get the tiebreaker. That's a win anyway. I right, listen. Derek Henry's Dave, running for two hundred fifty But Dave, if the Browns, every team is winning, you're in except for the Colts. The Colts right. need help. The Colts need to win, and they need the Dolphins and the Browns to lose, or no, two of those of, three. No, Dolphins. one of just one, just one, just one, just one. Yeah, they're all they're ten and five. Both. They're all ten and five. They're all ten and five, and there's four of them are currently in, and the Colts are on the outside looking in. Right. So but if the Colts the, can go from the Colts could get be the four seed. Yeah, they could win the division because they're right. tied if they with win Tennessee. The division, they're the four. But Tennessee has the tiebreaker. So yeah, basically the Colts are are the eighth seed right now, but they they have the same record as four other teams. So if any if they win against Jacksonville, which we think they will, and any of those other four teams loses, um, they're in. So I think either the Dolphins or the Browns, and, and hey, look, the Texans could beat the Titans. Let's not let's not eliminate that possibility. Uh it, I think the Colts are going to make the playoffs. 
Dolphins and Browns, you got to be a little nervous about. Right. I mean, sure. you know, with the Bills, with the way that they're playing right now, as well as the Dolphins have played too. I mean, let's not, you know, discount. That's a really good team. Um, they could they could easily beat the Dolphins. The Bills can. And the Steelers can beat the Browns with the way that they looked last week. You know, so it's going to be interesting. That's that, Those yeah. are the two, two games that you want to keep an eye on the most because the two seeds also at play. If Buffalo loses and the Steelers win, they're the two. Buffalo has a tiebreaker because they beat them head-to-head. I don't really know if there's that much of an incentive to get the two seed this year though sure there is you're if you win your first game you're guaranteed a home game in the second. well and and also obviously if the chiefs lose then you get the the home field advantage home field. Not, but the yeah. the thing that's not decided is obviously who you're playing like you want to avoid baltimore by leaps and bounds at this point yeah. as as the two so the last thing you want to see is um ending up playing the ravens right now because they're the team that nobody wants to see in the afc from the wild card perspective maybe the dolphins are as well but um, I, I would like to avoid Baltimore if I could. So nobody controls their own destiny in terms of who they're playing. Now, if you knew who you were playing, you might want to lose that game to say, okay, I'll play Cleveland or uh, maybe the Colts, you know, depending on how it all shakes out. But yeah, I think you want to get the two seed just in case there's the chance of the Chiefs losing and you get that home game for the AFC Championship game. It's why the Bucks are going to play to win because they want that five seed because that means they play the four seed. They play the winner of the NFC East. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so going over to but the... But they also could fall to six if they lose. Yeah, but... Right. They sure. could fall to six. Okay. So going over to the NFC, who's going to get the last playoff spot? Rams, Cardinals, or... Well, I guess the last two playoff spots. Rams, Cardinals, and Bears. And who's going to win the NFC East? So let's start with Rams, Cardinals, Bears. Rams and Cardinals play each other this week. Bears are facing the Packers at home. Who's in? Who's out? Bears are out. Agreed. Yeah, if Kyler doesn't play, I guess that would. Then the Bears are. Yeah, in. then the Bears are probably in. Okay, Bears are out. Who wins the NFC East? Washington. I want to say Dallas, but that's what Chris and Ben said. Yeah, it's just trusting Dallas at this. Trusting any of these teams, it's it's impossible to do. I think it's going to be Washington. I think it's going to be Washington. <laughs> Philly has nothing to play for. I'll say Dallas just to be different. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess Jaylen, I'm not that different, right? If Chris and Ben said it, Jalen Hurts has a lot. I'll to say play Giants for. just to I'll be different. That. Okay, there you go. Somebody has to say them. No, I think it's good. there. It is. All right, two two votes for Washington on this show. Okay, moving on. News and notes: Kyler Murray, lower leg injury. We'll we'll check on him. Um, Daryl Henderson, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out. Cam Akers could play, but Malcolm Brown could have the feature role. Uh, Jared Goff underwent thumb surgery. He's out this week. Hopefully, back for the playoffs if they make it. Dallas Goddard left with a calf injury. That's why we talked about Zach Ertz. Matthew Stafford, be hard to see him playing this week against Minnesota. He wants to play. I, I know he does, but my goodness, he's got like three injuries. He's tough as nails. All right, fine. It'd be hard to see him finishing the game. <laughs> Who, It'd be hard to start him in week 17. Who gets you know, it, he said on, the, uh, on his Zoom interview with the media, I believe on Monday, that he didn't want the cart because he... He, he yeah. hopped off the field because he didn't want the cart. If that's mm-hmm. not the most Matthew Stafford thing ever, then I don't know what defines that guy. He, like you said, he's, he's so tough. But if you're the Lions, you can't play him because he's, he's a tradable asset at this point. You, know, you don't want to take the chance of him getting hurt and missing out on the chance if you do want to try and move him to another team, hashtag New England, um, then you don't play him this week. So uh, who gets if he plays, who gets removed first, Stafford or Tua this week? Uh, 
If he plays, I would say Tua gets removed first. Okay. Yeah. Tua should not start this week. Uh, Ronald Jones should play this week. The Cleveland wide receivers look look like they're on the right track. Why? Okay, let's. Can you guys talk about Dwayne Haskins? What do you think about this? I mean, this is pretty. It's not shocking, but at the same time, it's a huge story uh, for him to be released in his second season. And Alex Smith is trending in the right direction. Seems likely to play at Philadelphia. Um, but Dave, so what's your shocking reaction? about it? I mean, they, he was. What was he? The fifteenth pick. Yeah. So I, they stripped themselves of a problem. I, it's just, it's a, I, like I said, it's not shocking, but it's a big deal. It's a big story to cut a, a quarterback in his second year. I mean, that's a big move. You don't see that. I mean, you, you got to, you got to, like, New England and Pittsburgh should be the two teams claiming him just to see if they can send him through their car wash and clean him up and, and see if there's still something there. Cause there's such little money involved with what his contract has left mm-hmm. on two years remaining. And those two teams need, some answers at their quarterback position. Obviously, New England needs a starter. Pittsburgh needs a backup plan. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for those two teams. I saw the Rams, you know, some of the Rams reporters speculating that with their situation now, do they take a chance on Haskins just to see if maybe just a guy who's played this year, obviously, if uh, if Goff can't come back, you know, do they have an option to turn to him? But uh, to me, New England and Pittsburgh make the most sense. Um, we were talking about this on HQ yesterday about what his dynasty value is now. And, you know, Heath uh, still thinks that he's a hold in um, in deeper dynasty, you know, formats and certainly two quarterback and super flex leagues. But if you're in a shallow dynasty league, he's easy to let go because if he couldn't make it as the starter on the team that drafted him. There's not a lot of optimism for him to make it somewhere else until he gets a clear cut opportunity. And that's the thing, like the coaching staff didn't like him. And it's the second straight coaching staff in Washington that didn't like him. They didn't like him when they picked him. They came from the owner who wanted Dwayne Haskins there. And then uh, it just tells you, they, they figure that they, if they're going to lose, they can lose without him. They don't need to lose with him. So they let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you want to be encouraged, then you'd say that his problems are in preparation and professionalism and things like that. And there's not, some of that, but there's not other things in too. talent, not in arm talent anyway. I not mean, in arm talent. I'll, I'll grant you that he's got a strong arm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Terry McLaurin has a high ankle. I believe I don't know if it's official, but he's believed to have a high ankle sprain. And he's in a walking boot. So that's not good. Yeah. So that's usually not a good sign. It's usually more than a one week absence. Frank Gore is done for the year, perhaps for his career. He has exactly 16,000 rushing yards in his career. Third all-time. Pretty cool to walk away from like that. And he is a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah. Jakeem Grant has a high ankle sprain. Deshaun Watson says he will play. He did hurt his hand last week. He says he'll play. Kansas City is going to be resting starters, so you can't trust anyone there. John Brown is on the reserve COVID list. Um... Close contact, though. It might be able to play this week against Miami. Brandon Ayuk is out. Sprained ankle. Joe Mixon won't play this week. And Christian McCaffrey, unlikely to play this week. All right, let's knock out the waiver wire here. Quarterbacks. Jamie said it's Rivers, Dalton, Trubisky, one through three. Dave, how do you feel about that order? I like it. Okay. I'm good with it. Dalton's the one that I think is going to be available in the majority of leagues that you can turn to as a Mahomes replacement. If I have Russell Wilson going up against the 49ers, am I starting a waiver wire quarterback? I'd start Rivers uh, if he's available. I, w- I, w- I would too, but not Dalton. Not yet. Not ready to say that yet. Okay. How about Roethlisberger against the Browns? I would take Ben. I'd start Ben also. How if about they Mayfield? Play like they did in the second half where they don't actually, uh, where they actually look like an NFL offense. Yeah. How about Baker Mayfield? I mean, I, th- I think we can kind of throw out 
week 16. You have faith in him against Pittsburgh? No, I'd actually much. go Dalton there. Yeah, I would too. Dalton? Okay. If those guys aren't available, Drew Locke gets Las Vegas and Alex Smith is at Philadelphia. You really you could see it. You could see it happening. I mean, that's how bad Philadelphia has been lately. Um Okay. Some other options, two quarterback leagues. Chad Henney's gonna play a lot, it seems, for the Chiefs. David Blau could play for the Lions. What about John Wolford? For the Rams? Yeah. Yeah. Guy was a stud in the AAF. Would you rather have him or Jared Stidham this week? Him, Wolford. Okay. I don't hate Wolford. Uh, what about CJ Bethard? Scored 24 points last week. Seattle's defense has been playing great. And now he doesn't have Ayuk. Yeah. I'll pass. Did I'd rather you, have Drew Locke. Did you know that... Um, I'm not sure I know it, but I think the Seahawks haven't given up a touchdown to a wide receiver in seven, seven straight, straight games. Games. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Pretty crazy. They've uh, Their pass rush has been reborn, and their secondary has been playing really well. Derek Carr, if he were out there at Denver... Where are you ranking him? Behind I'd Dalton. Put him, I'd put him behind Dalton and Trubisky, but I'd put him ahead of Baker. Yep. I've got Trubisky behind Baker. So for me, it would be Dalton, Carr, Baker, Trubisky. Daniel Jones, starter set. I've got him number three at quarterback this week. Overall or in the waiver wire? So do the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him third from the bottom. Will he get to 10 touchdown passes? I think he has nine this year. That's really shocking. I mean, absolutely shocking. Okay, two running backs. Jeff Wilson is the prize, and you figure he might get an increase in his receiving. He only had one catch, but somebody's got to catch passes there. Jeff, but he only he had one catch for a 21-yard touchdown last week. Jeff Wilson, anyway, he's been great. Uh, but it is a tough matchup. Seahawks, uh, they, are, they are 18th against running backs, but only three running backs have rushed for more than 65 yards against them. They have a good run defense. It's San Francisco, though. I mean, they just produce against everybody. With Kittle, too. Yeah. Um, Malcolm, he's just very good for the run game. Malcolm Brown, mm-hmm. um, Daryl Williams. So that's the order for Jamie. The top three are Yeah, Wilson. no, I put, I put Dylan ahead of Daryl Williams. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. Why? So what, what, what's your take on Dylan? Do you think he's going to continue to split like this? No, I mean, that was, that was the perfect scenario. And obviously, it's contingent on Jamal Williams being out again. But, you know, I think if you're looking at it from Green Bay's perspective, if the game is in hand, and it easily could be in hand early based on how Aaron Rodgers is playing, you're not going to risk Aaron Jones going into the playoffs. So you're going to run A.J. Dillon out there as much as you possibly can. And if they're playing with the lead against the Bears defense that at that point would probably be deflated, I think A.J. Dillon's got flex appeal. So no Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon's a flex. Okay. I can get behind that as a flex. I, I don't see him as a... Like a must. There are people that are like, you got to go get AJ Dillon, spend all your fab, and do whatever it takes. Well, yeah, spend all your stuff. fab. It's week seven, right? Of course, sure. But <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. Like, do you need a quarterback? Do you need a receiver too? I, I'm not, I'm worried about overrating AJ Dillon for this game, but I'm not worried about overrating him for next year. Oh yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams end up and whatnot. Right. If Jones is back, then AJ Dillon's not going to be great. If Jones and Williams are gone, then AJ Dillon can be an absolute star. Uh, I, you know, I'll say this. I'm ready. I'll, uh, I'll take this one. I'd rather have the Michael P. Ryan than AJ Dillon this week. I can see that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, P. Ryan's in a great spot. Uh, it was good to see him come back from the ankle injury, get activated off IR, uh, play ahead of Ty Johnson, which was important. And clearly now, like you said, with Frank Gore being out, 
the Patriots run defense has been awful. You know, I mean, I know the Bills didn't have a huge game, but still Zach Moss. If you just look at what Zach Moss did, Michael P. Ryan has a chance to do that. Right. Was that like 12 carries, 60 yards, touchdown, 57 yeah. yards and touchdown? He'll be, he'll be the running downs guy if Gore is out and Ty Johnson will play on passing downs. Uh, and then you've got uh, Daria Gumbawale if James Robinson is out again. He's facing the Colts. They're very good against the run, but he had 14 carries for 71 yards. Not <laughs> a good running game this year somehow. If, also if, the Jags, if the Jags win and the Jets lose, is the number one spot up for grabs still? No, or the Jags locked no, up. Jags it's locked in. up. Trevor so Lawrence James Robinson can play because now the Jags can actually win. Yeah, game. and Minshew can probably play too, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they have nothing to lose, nothing to lose anymore. The uh, dynasty value for all the Jaguars just went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, Gubawale. He's you could do worse, I suppose, if he's getting a bunch of work, but he's pretty low on the list. Uh, wide receivers. Why? Oh, by the way, do you think Keyshawn Vaughn gets work this week, or do you think they're playing it out in Ronald Jones? Garbage time, I think he does. Okay. Facing Atlanta. So almost the same situation as Dylan. I'd rather have Dylan, because I think there's a chance Dylan could see some carries before garbage time. I'm not sure how many touches Vaughn would have with Rojo back. Right, and the Falcons will be competitive. So Yeah, they've got a good run defense. You guys don't think the Bears are going to be competitive? Hosting the Packers. Oh, I think the Bears will be competitive, but I think the Packers are just on a different level than everybody else in the NFC. Everybody in Chicago has seen this movie before. Bears need a win late in the season against Green Bay, and Green Bay just puts their boot right on their throat. All right, go to the wide receivers here. Jamie has Sterling Shepard won, 54% rostered here. And when Daniel Jones has been healthy, you take away the game against Arizona, he has six catches every game. So with Sterling Shepard, it's it's just a good connection. Uh, Cam Sims two, and Jacoby Myers three. And you still feel that way considering? Uh, have they made an announcement about who's starting next week? We assume it's Stidham. I assume it's Stidham, but I assume Stidham will play at some point. You know, even if Cam starts, you know, so they may give Cam the start and see what happens. But uh, the Jets secondary is terrible, so Myers has a chance to finish the season strong. He had 12 catches for 169 yards against the Jets the first time. Right. But you have him ahead of Gallup. You sticking with that? Yeah, I think the, the matchup's tough for Gallup. It's a much different scenario. Okay, so the top four are Shepard, Sims, Jacoby Myers, and Michael Gallup. Dave, how do you feel about that? I've got Gallup first. I like what I've seen over the last four weeks. He's given you the same, or four of his last five games, he's given you the same floor as Sterling Shepard. And I think he's got a higher ceiling. So I would take the chance on him. And he won't see Bradbury in coverage assuming Bradbury is going to chase Amari Cooper around. So I, and I don't think we already talked about the Giants pass rush. I, and I think the Cowboys offense is playing well. I'm buying in, but they haven't moved Bradbury lately. Have they all the more reason to, well, sure. If, if they don't move Bradbury, I, I don't know what they'll so, do in this game. I think they will have him on Cooper. That's my, I guess. think they will too. Like it, it, it usually moving around a cornerback depends on who the other cornerbacks are and how comfortable they are moving around. They didn't have so, him shadow DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins had 130 yards. Mm-hmm. So learn your freaking lesson here. Sure. And so that would obviously hurt Gallup, but I still like. No, the way yeah, Gallup's but I mean, with the way Gallup and Ceedee Lamb are playing, like I don't know why you're moving him. It just uh, doesn't make a difference either way. And it, sure, they're, they're a sure. zone team anyway. So um, I don't. He's not going to shadow Michael Gallup. If he shadows no. anyone, it's Cooper. So there'll be plenty of opportunities for Gallup to not be on Bradbury, right? And that's sure. But it'll be that way for all three with Lamb playing in the slot. Never right. The last time these two teams met, Lamb beat them up. 
That was Dak. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jerry Judy had 15 targets last week. He's facing Las Vegas. Yeah, he's okay. How many drops did he have last week? 13? A million. <laughs> Poor Jerry. But they're trying. I, I like the fact that they're trying to get him going. This is a great matchup to get him going. And Russell Gage is still available in about half our leagues. He caught a touchdown last time he faced Tampa Bay. Five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. That was just a few weeks ago. So Russell Gage. All right, yeah. Dave, would you take Russell Gage or Jacoby Myers? Gage. Um, Jamie would not. Jamie would take Myers. Yeah, I don't know, Jamie. I'm a little, I, I mean, I like Myers, but such a bad passing offense. You just, yeah, I'm not sold. You could, I, I certainly have no problem taking Gage or Myers. All right, I'm going to throw out a few more names here. What about Kendrick Bourne now that Ayuk is out? I go back to the game where Richie James, when they had no wide receivers. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I think he's the he's the better of the two. So I would take him over Kendrick Bourne. Okay. Um, Zach Paschal. Dave mentioned him earlier. How do we feel about him? I think he's in a good spot. Uh, he, he's in that list that I gave you if you're desperate, which includes Richie James. Um, I think uh, the Colts are just going to run all over the, the Jaguars, though. Okay. Uh, what else? Who else did I have? Steven Sims. Not as good as Cam Sims, but he did have 52 yards on six targets last week. And then any interest in Tyron Johnson or Jalen Guyton at Kansas City? Well, I think you saw last week what you know the plan was. It was Mike Williams, and then the other two guys were kind of picking up scraps. So, yes, there's an opportunity there for, for one of those guys. I would go back to Jalen Guyton again over Tyron Johnson. Jamie also has uh, Gabriel Davis in his If You're Desperate list. And Davis had a touchdown call back last night, right? Uh, Is that what happened? Yeah, he had a touchdown call back, I'm pretty he sure. He was the one that caught the touchdown on... Yeah, I think you're right. So well, Beasley's, Beasley's banged up and, and John Brown may not play. So, yeah. again, if you're stuck. I, I mean, that actually seems pretty exciting. I mean, if those two guys are out. I think Brown's probably going to play. Beasley, you know, that looked bad. Uh, hopefully he's back soon. Jalen Rager, Sean Jackson, Miko Hart, Miko Hartman. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, somebody's going to do something for the Chiefs, and uh, Watkins is banged up, so Ty- Tyreek Hill's probably not going to play. That's a game where there's going to be some good DFS options there, cheap ones. Okay, tight ends, tight ends. I got one for you actually that's not on the list, but let's go through the ones that are on the list. Uh, Austin Hooper was one, but now it's Irv Smith. And so, what's the new order? Uh, Smith, Irv Hooper. Irv Smith, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper. Irv Smith facing Detroit. They've allowed 50 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in eight straight games. 10-plus PPR to a tight end in each of their past four. Wow. Uh, Dave, what would your order be? Who would your top three tight ends be? I had Hooper, and I still have Hooper in PPR, a spot ahead of Irv Smith. Non-PPR, I'll take Smith over Hooper. Okay. Zach Ertz. So if Goddard's out, Ertz would not be one? Still? He would not. Yeah, no, Smith's still for me. Ertz would be too. And uh, there's there's a space between those two guys and then Hooper. Do we know anything about Kyle Rudolph's status? That's clearly contingent on what mean, what it means for Irv Smith. If Rudolph's back, you can't trust Smith. Okay. To the same level. You got Jimmy Graham on here. He had two touchdowns last week. Um, Dawson Knox is coming on a little bit. Uh, I wonder how you feel about him, especially if Cole Beasley's out and maybe John Brown. Yeah, or Lee Smith, who, uh, who played well <laughs> last night too. A couple trick plays. Yeah, um, yeah. Dawson Knox isn't bad if you're stuck. Because he sure. dropped a touchdown. So if he has that touchdown, that's four in his last five games. In fact, first it was uh, 
oh, a running back who dropped a touchdown. Then it was Knox a few plays later, and then Zach Moss scored on that drive. So Josh Allen had two touchdowns dropped before handing off to Zach Moss for a touchdown. And Dawson Knox also uh, caused Bill Belichick to erupt on the sideline and throw the phone, <laughs> throw the phone. against the wall. I didn't see that. Uh, so Belichick standing right in front of Dawson Knox, who had a uh, very light toe tap. Oh, I was uh, fast forwarding through the challenge because I, I fell behind at halftime. He went yes, crazy. So Belichick was standing right there. He challenged the catch. Um, apparently, according to the broadcast, he got bad information from the booth uh, and went over and was screaming at somebody on the phone and then slammed the phone against the, the wall. <laughs> But he was standing right there. I don't understand why he's the one that's getting upset at somebody. Yeah, it was a clear like, catch, right? That's why I fast forwarded. Like it's, it wasn't clear. I mean, it was it was a very light toe drag that you had to see on replay. But I didn't. I don't know why he would try and overturn the call. DST streamers, uh, the Vikings at Detroit. Jamie's got the Vikings at Detroit, the Cowboys at the Giants, and the Chargers at the Chiefs. Uh, so the Vikings at Detroit, the, Ch- the Vikings have been horrible lately, but they faced better <laughs> teams. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're so injured. Uh, their linebackers are just, they've been horrible. <laughs> but so is Detroit. It's true. Cowboys Especially at the Giants. Especially if Stafford doesn't play, it's hard to, to hate the Vikings. Here's your stat of the day. How many interceptions do you think the Giants have thrown in, in their last seven games? Eight. No, I think it's lower. It might be one. One. Yeah. They're still giving up a lot of points to DSTs, but not a lot because they don't score. But only mm-hmm. one pick in their last seven games. Yeah, it was that's why I like the Cowboys because the Giants offense is just... Putrid. Yeah, it's ugly. And Cowboys defense has been playing well for a couple of weeks now. Their pass rush has been getting there. They did it against San Fran. They did it against Hurts. Uh, J- the Chargers at Kansas City, you know, just with the situation there. It's- do you have any DSGs that you love? Of the streamers? Yeah. No. That's why this list is what it is. Right. It's it, yeah. For me, it's the Cowboys and then the Vikings. I don't really love either one of them, but they're both top 12. I'd be okay starting either one. If we expand the parameters a little bit and go to a couple of teams that are 68% rostered. Then have, there's more. Yes. You have Tampa Bay against the Falcons, mm-hmm. and you have the Cardinals at the Rams. So yep. I mean, are the card like are the Cardinals the best streamer in that case? Yes. All right. Uh, Patriots against the Jets. Any interest? No, slightly. I don't know what the Packers. This is a different Jets team now. Packers at the Bears. Yes. Yeah, They're I'd be okay with that. Fantastic. Let's see what is their roster percentage? Sixty-seven. It's Sixty-seven. There you go. Okay. Giants against the Cowboys. Any interest? No. Slight. Okay. Kicker streamers are McManus, Kaimi Fairbairn, and Joey Sly. All right, we got some 2021 talk for you. We'll take a quick break on fantasy football today. Come back and uh, read your emails as well at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car. 
and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, every Tuesday show, we recap the Monday night game. I don't know what we have to say. 38-9, to Buffalo over New England. Anything to say about the running backs? Zach Moss, like how, who's confident in Zach Moss in week 17? Uh, not confident. I thought he would play well against the Patriots just because the Patriots defense is bad. Um, and they, they struggled against the run. He had a good game against them, their first meeting. So he delivered uh, his typical moderate production when he scores. So, you know, it's just, they're going to cannibalize each other again. Like they, like they tend to do Moss and Singletary and the Dolphins run defense is, is clearly much better than the Patriots. So flex at best for Moss over Singletary for me. Do they address this position during the offseason? Do they wipe out Singletary and Moss and bring in? Do they draft a Travis Etienne or somebody like that? They could. I mean, I would think they'd probably still want to address some of their pass rush issues and, and uh, sure, but like you know, still it, add to their offensive line. I think, I think it's I think on think the if, if they run block better, then, then they get a better run performance out of those two guys. Plus, they're so cheap. Like, I don't know why you want to invest capital in, in a running back, and Etienne's going in the first round. So. I, uh, I I don't want to I don't want a great running back to end up in Buffalo. Right, it's a bad spot for them in fantasy. Josh Allen rushes for too many touchdowns and doesn't really throw to them. Or they get a running back that they fall in love with, and it takes numbers away from Josh Allen. Could I don't even want to think about that. Right, <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Where do you guys have him in your twenty twenty one ranks? I think Jamie said he had him first. <laughs> no, he's not first. Oh, I um, so he's he's, uh, he's top five. Yeah, yeah. He's currently third in fantasy points. It's Devonte Adams playing two fewer games than Tyreek Hill. He's number one in PPR. Stefan Diggs is leading the NFL in catches with 120. So it goes Adams, Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. Those other two, Adams and Hill, have 17 and 15 touchdowns respectively. Diggs has eight. Uh, so, but you know. Adam Thielen's third with 14, but amazing. I mean, 17 touchdowns for Devontae Adams in 13 games is freaking crazy. All right, I don't know what else we have to say about this game. Sony Michelle's actually run the ball fairly well two straight games. Maybe maybe he's a guy you look at this week against the Jets if Damian Harris doesn't play. As long as they keep the score close, he should have uh, more opportunities. Okay. Yeah, unless they just go full on, let's see what we have, and they go J.J. Taylor. They could do that. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. He got in there <laughs> a little bit. All right, the 2021 crystal ball. I'm going to ask you guys to look into your 2021 crystal ball and tell me where will or when will they be drafted? Where will they be drafted? You know, which round will they be drafted? Tyler Lockett. When will Tyler Lockett be drafted in 21? In the year 2000. Round five. I'll say round six. <laughs> Anybody get I don't that think he'll reference? be no. very popular at all. Round five, round six. That's fairly popular. He's going to, he'll get picked when people are like, well, I don't know who else I really want to take. And I know that he's got some upside. 
I'm sick of him. Would you rather have Chase Claypool or, D- or Tyler Lockett next year? Claypool. Where's Juju? Uh, I don't know. I really don't have no idea how that's going to play out. I don't either. I thought there was a point this year where I thought he was for sure not going back to Pittsburgh. Well, he may but, not go back. What do you mean? I mean, he's, he may decide to leave, obviously. Right, sure. Well, if, if, but if the Steelers are going to drop a boatload of cash in front of him, he's going to stay. He's like, I want to run an eight-yard route every now and then. <laughs> Tired of these <laughs> six-yard crossing He had more than patterns. an eight-yard route on Sunday against the Colts. Yeah, it worked. Great touchdown catch. All right, where or when does Deontay Johnson get drafted? In the year 2000. Right, it's the last time I'll do that. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, he's going to be round four. Yeah. You might okay. see him creep into late round three in full PPR in late August or September. By the way, for those of you who are like, what is he doing? That's an old Conan O'Brien bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon, where does Adam, Joe... Adam is basically admitting that he's old when he does that. <laughs> for me to poop on. Hold on, hold, hold on. <laughs> ben, Shraggy B, did you know what that was from? Oh, no chance. No, I had no idea. Yeah, okay, <laughs> perfect. What did I... Oh, Ben and I had a funny moment last night. Uh, ben, what was... How did it come up when you were talking about when somebody would text you that they're that they're here, that they're Oh, we were talking about when we were going to record FFT in five, and you just texted me, I'm here. Oh, in the Zoom, like, right. Oh, that is such a friend coming over to pick you up. They text you, I'm here, like mm-hmm. not COVID times. It brought back some good memories. And then I said, you know, back in my day, people used to honk their horn when they were outside. And I don't know that Ben Dragger's <laughs> ever experienced that. It's all text messages for him. I don't even know if Ben drives. He just takes an Uber everywhere he goes. <laughs> well, That's when, exactly right. When will Joe Mixon be drafted, guys? <laughs> uh, late round two, early round three. I'll say round three, and I think he'll be a hell of a value. Who Did goes, he make your top 12, Jamie? No. At running back? No, not for anybody. Me neither. Who goes first, DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon? Swift. Yeah. When does De- uh, Devontae Parker get drafted? Oh, uh, round five, round six, depending on the quarterback situation. Could be later than that. I'm not sure he makes it. Well, that's what you were giving Tyler Lockett. Who do you think gets drafted first, Lockett or Parker? Parker. Mm, yeah. Parker has I'm not, done. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that either. Diddly it poo. might be Lockett. He has done diddly poo with... Uh, Offensively, with, no. With um, we didn't do diddly poo out there. Uh, with uh, hold on, hold on, Shaggy, Do you know what that's from? Tua. I know the YouTube video. Okay. Do you know who <laughs> says it? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Okay. That would be Jim Mora, whose Jim son. You might remember his son as a head coach as well. Um, but Devonte Parker, anyway, um, has been so bad with Tua, and it's all come without Preston Williams. So there's a lot to know. Yeah, but again, like. I mean, two has no off off season and he was coming off a hip injury. I mean, give the guy a chance to prove himself with the full time to get, get in the in the off season program. I agree with that. I'm just not convinced that he's going to be the YOLO passer that Fitzpatrick was that made Devontae Parker a stud when Preston Williams wasn't on the field. Okay. All right. Well, that is the twenty twenty one crystal ball. Emails now, fantasyfootballcbsi.com. From Brandon, believe it or not, Darren Waller should be the first Raider selected in the 21 redraft leagues. Believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. All right, so we got one and we got we got one one of each. Dave's taking Jacobs over Waller. 
No, car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Jacobs. Okay. JB's taking Waller over Jacobs. You guys can talk a little bit about this if you'd like. Oh, I think we're going to see this. I don't. Well, you ask if I'm taking it or we're going to see it happen. Uh, are you going to do it? That I don't know. But I do think we're going to see the run on the three top tight ends again, like we saw two years ago. I think we're going to see Kittle and Waller join Kelsey. Kelsey will be a first round pick. And then the other two guys, I think, will be late round two. Because you I get like Waller dis- better than Kittle. But I, I, don't, I don't like Waller better than Jacobs. Yeah, I, I, I would still probably take Jacobs over Waller, but I would not be surprised to see Waller go ahead of Jacobs. I think Jacobs and Mixon are going to kind of be in that same early round three range. All right, next one is from Eric. Eric, where's he from? Hollywood, California. Greetings. Where did that movie take place, Billy Madison? Where did, where did he live? I don't where know if that was ever home? determined. What'd you say, Jamie? Where was the nursing home? I don't know. Nursing home? Yeah, where his grandmother went. No, that's Happy Gilmore. Yeah, oh. that's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> where did they go to someone high school? Quickly, Nib high? Someone Google where is Nib High School. Nib High School. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is weird. You have no idea where. Uh, like, you know it was a hot climate, but it also had penguins. So if we could kind of deduce from that. All right, greetings, Vader, Mall, and City. There's a Nib High School in Jamaica. <laughs> I don't know. William Nib Maybe. Memorial High School. Maybe. Greetings, Vader, Maul, and Sidious. Those are Darths, I guess. Did I? Oh, who's Sidious? No, they're Siths. I don't know. Darth Darth Sidious? Come on, Adam. (laughs) Every week this season, I've been diligent listening to your podcast, checking out the site for who to target on the waiver wire. I was the only one in my league that initiated and finalized trades. (sighs) Um, We need to make inroads on that. And I spent all of my fab. These transactions helped me win a couple of regular season matchups, but I wanted to see if any of this made a difference had I stuck with the players I drafted. Turns out I would have won the championship instead of coming in third. Granted, I went back and I optimized my lineup by picking the players who scored the most points for their position each week. But is there a strategy to simply stick with who you drafted? So Eric Eric is saying that the guys he drafted ended up being better than the waiver wire players, basically. The biggest regret that fantasy managers have every year is I dropped this guy too soon. And this year that guy was Justin Jefferson. In the past, it's been Alvin Kamara. They're they're it's it's far and away the thing that people do the most of. So one thing that we can bring into our 2021 drafts is let's take players who we can commit to for maybe even the first month of the season, even when things are ugly in weeks one and two. You just keep them on your bench if you don't want to start them and see what happens and give them a month's audition. Don't give up on players too soon, especially young players. Yeah, I can't think. I don't think that happened to me this year, but that's that's happened. It's part of it. It just it just happens. Um, I don't know. I don't think Jamie. I don't know if you want to weigh in here, but I I don't think you did anything wrong, Eric. I mean, just you know, if you're dropping like a a rookie running back who's not getting a lot of work, you obviously have to realize you could be dropping a league winner. Well, the player who was probably dropped the most is Cam Akers because yeah. he was drafted. Mm-hmm. He he was, you know, I mean, we were we were saying in the in the preseason that he has the chance to be the Todd Gurley replacement and he could be you know, an absolute star. I mean, we said obviously Daryl Henderson was going to play, but we thought that Akers had a chance to be uh, a monster. And then he does nothing through the start of the season and Henderson looked great and he was dropped. And, you know, I mean, his his. His roster percentage, we were talking about picking him up weeks 12, 13. He was in the 40s. Yeah. 
So, you know, he, he was a guy that, that certainly is, is the prime example of that this season. Um, I, you know, I think the only person that ever dropped Alvin Kamara was Adam. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I dropped him. <laughs> no, but that was what we talked about. That, uh, okay. you, know, you kind of, you kind of alluded to that and we gave you a hard time for it. Um, uh, maybe I did. I don't remember, but, uh, but you know, it, it's typically the, the guys that you give up on, you know, I mean, Dave mentioned Justin Jefferson, maybe he was dropped. I don't know if that was the case, but uh, you know, it's, it's the guys that you, you drop after the first month that you'll end up, you know, potentially regretting, you know, you got to give them, I think a little bit longer than that, but it, look, some, some leagues are, are so different, you know, where you have only a five person bench and, you know, if you don't have IR spots and you have to make some tough calls, once the bye week's hit, if your quarterback stinks, or your tight end stinks and you have to move on from those guys, or, you know, as, as we certainly saw this year with all the injury concerns, you know, so every league is, is different when you move on from those guys, but, it's an interesting scenario that he posed that he went back and looked at, at the, uh, the way that his, his team turned out. Usually you see those scenarios when you get to the playoffs, you know, and the players that you, that you move, you know, make decisions on in your starting line. Like that cost me in a, in a big league where, um, two, two moves that I made, you know, and I, I don't know if I did the wrong thing by any stretch, but I benched Ben Roethlisberger for Drew Brees and that was a disaster. And I dropped Irv Smith. I played Austin Hooper. He was fine, but you know, Smith was better. And so those two moves, um, you know, plus another one, which, uh, you know, was just a lineup decision. But, you know, those two moves in particular in terms of just making wholesale changes, um, you know, cost me. All right. Next email is from Jason. Where is he from? Pittsburgh. Would you trade Kareem Hunt for DJ Chark in Dynasty? I think I would. I think I would. Because what's Kareem Hunt's future? As long as Nick Chubb's healthy. The the rest of his good years are going to be spent as a one B running back. What is he? Has got a one, chance with what Chark. does he have? One more year on his deal, though. Did he sign a two? No, he deal? signed an extension. Was it a long term extension? I thought it was like a two year deal. A couple years. You want me to double check? A three year deal. Three year deal. Uh, you know. You yeah, know that, I, I that would does, probably ask for something for three years along with with uh, Chark. I mean, along, yeah, I'd probably say give me Chark in like a third or fourth round pick. Okay. It's pretty interesting. And it's question. all because of Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. Right. Like two weeks ago, when it looked like the Jets were going to have the number one pick, I don't think we would have said this. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Adam in Chicago. 12 team PPR, or ha- excuse me, half PPR, drafting from the 12th spot. I can keep two for the round they were drafted. All of them can be kept one additional year at the same cost, except for Miles Sanders. So pick two Camara in the first, Woods in the third. It's going to be a no. Sanders in the fourth. Montgomery in the fifth. Kyler in the sixth. Cooks in the seventh. James Robinson in the tenth. Robinson's an easy one. Yeah. I'm going to eliminate Woods. So it's Kamara in the first. Sanders in the fourth. It's Kamara. Montgomery in the fifth. Kyler in the sixth. Or Cooks in the seventh. Like, I get that there's awesome value with Sanders and Montgomery. But you're getting Alvin Kamara at 12th. Even if Taysom Hill's the quarterback next year, that's good value. I'm going to go Sanders and Robinson. Value's too hard to pass up. Okay. I was thinking of going Kyler. Uh, does Adam in Chicago like Chicago pizza better than Adam in New York likes New York pizza? I don't think you could like Chicago pizza as much as I like New York pizza. I will say that. Does oh, Adam yes, in can. Chicago dislike New York pizza as much as Adam in New York dislikes Chicago pizza? No. There's no way. I don't dislike Chicago pizza. I'm just telling, look, I'm just going to say the snobbiest thing I've ever said. So I'm going to say it right now. 
<laughs> once you've lived in New York sure. City, once you've lived in New York City, you're just not going to like food from other places. It's pretty much true universally. It's just so much better. It's just so much better. Is yeah. Italian food in New York better than food in Italy? I've had pizza. Italy's one of the only places I've been in Europe. I've had I pizza. Food. What's that? Food, not just pizza. Yeah, I'd say it's better in New York. But it's pretty damn good in Italy, too, from my experience. Is Chinese food in New York better than food in China? <laughs> no, Chinese food in New York City, that is the one thing that I think was awful. Uh, you didn't really have any like reasonably priced good Chinese food in you did have Chinatown. I didn't really venture there much. Yeah, but, but like if you I think you're like, talking out of school. Oh, now. I'm just gonna order sesame chicken tonight. You didn't really have that kind of like because you probably knowing you, you went to Panda Express. No, no, you just didn't have that like that like Chinese restaurant down the street that's so good that everybody that didn't exist in New York City. You either Is have barbecue Chinatown. In New York I guarantee you, it's somewhere in New York City. Kansas City. Barbecue in New York better than I can barbecue. answer that one. Hill Country Barbecue is the best barbecue I've ever had. And there and there are like four places that people like better than Hill Country. So probably. It's just everything's just better. I'm just telling you. I've never been to Kansas City though. Dave, Kansas City barbecue is amazing. Yeah. Jack I mean, Stack, Oklahoma Joe's amazing. This is a good conversation. I didn't like North Carolina barbecue, vinegar. Ugh, not for me. Yeah. Um, I agree. I I went to this amazing ribs place in Alabama. Those were great, but it was just ribs. Uh, but no, New York's just, New York, I don't really love, I, I have a love-hate relationship with New York City, but the food is incredible. So, When's the uh, last time you ate food from New York City? Over a year ago, I'd say, at this point. <laughs> oh, I haven't been, who's been there? Yeah. You know, who's, I, nobody's commuting to the city right now. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much. This is the time to do it then. Uh, not really, it's kind of a... No, drive in there, get uh, your food. Go home. Get your car stolen. Yeah, no thank you. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks so much to Dave and Jamie and Ben Trager. I'm Adam Azer. Have a good one. See you Wednesday. I'll see you tonight on Twitch, too. Bye. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.